Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. I'm Roxy and I have an unapologetic approach to everything I do. Y yo soy Ruby, a traditional woman with a modern perspective on life. We're going to be talking about social media, hot topics, pop culture, relationships, politics, sports, and everything in between. Buckle up. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Prepare for takeoff. Three, two, one. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Uh, Ruby, how you look beautiful today. You look thinner, comadre. I do. It's it's called um it's called a breakup diet. That's what happens. Oh, stop it! No, I'm serious. <laughs> I never realized like how much of an of of you don't get an appetite when you break up with somebody. Como que I don't know. There's so many other things on your mind versus eating. I don't know. Not that pasado. Oh, no, you've never been in a relationship. Well, I need to break up with my dog or something because I need to lose some weight. <laughs> no, I've I've heard that from a, a couple of different ladies. They're like, yeah, when I broke up with my boyfriend or my ex husband, I lost like fifteen pounds. I'm like, damn, that's good. As long as you don't gain weight, because imagine. Yeah, well, you know, I probably gained some weight yesterday because I went to this place. Oh, my God, you got to go there, Ruby. It's like on the 73rd floor here in uh, downtown L.A. It's called the Sky Bar. Yeah, I've been there. It's so sexy, and I <laughs> ate an order of truffle french fries by myself. What makes a place sexy? You know what? I think it's just the vibe, the view. The guys are in front of you. Mm, well, that, there was a couple of hotties there too. You know what I love? That it was era un ambiente de como mucha gente gringa, mm-hmm. and they started playing salsa. Nice. In the middle of this, and I was like, they started playing Spanish trap. I was like, you what? That's why it was sexy for you. I was you. like, this place just went to the next level. Well, the moment you start playing Spanish trap, yo me enamoro. <laughs> you don't like, do you well, like Spanish trap? Si, me gusta. I know. Okay. At, at certain moments. And though. by the way, Ruby, we're going to be bumping Spanish Spanish trap all the way up to Vegas because we're going to be at the fight this Friday. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Canelo and Triple G, who's going to take it? <gasps> Have you seen their bodies? Oh my God, Canelo is a beast right now. I've never seen him so buff for a fight. You know what? And I love how he made um, one of his training sessions public here in downtown LA at the in front of the Staples Center. Look fast, so sharp. I'm so excited. <gasps> oh yeah, Ellie Shannon de Lima. Todavía are they dating? Shannon de Lima is Mark Anthony's ex-wife. ex-wife. I don't know. I mean. I think she will be there. I kind of saw them together in a picture, and I I think they kind of looked awkward just because she's so tall, and Canelo looks like a little shorty. Well, you know Canelo personally. Yeah. Está chaparrito. Well, he's inviting us to the fight, come on. Oh, my God. Canelo, muchas gracias, compadre. <laughs> Thank you for the great tickets, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, he's always like taller woman. Marisol Gonzalez was taller. Who's Marisol Gonzalez? She's a beauty. She's a Mexican beauty. She was, I think, Miss Mexico. I swear. And they were engaged back in the day. And yeah. Un hombre con plata. Yeah. Can really, date whatever. Yeah. yeah. Un hombre con plata could really just get whatever <laughs> he wants. And he's such a gentleman. I mean, you know, because with all that money, you know, he could be a total douche. And yeah. he is such a gentleman. I've known him for over 10 years. 
He's never changed. You know, he's an amazing guy. And I really hope he wins because I think this is the biggest fight of his life. Because uh, the one with Mayweather, he wanted that fight for himself. Yeah. And he was really persistent. And I don't think um, Golden Boy Promotions wanted him to fight that fight. Because, I mean, I don't think it was the right timing. Yeah. Pero esta, I think it's just right. And Pero hay mucha gente que le va al Triple G, comadre. A lot of people are like, they. we love Canelo by default. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a Mayweather. Um, who's that guy he just fought? The... McGregor. McGregor. Everyone yeah. kind of like by default wanted Mayweather to win. Yeah. You know, because it's like it's Mayweather. So I think by default, a lot of people want Canelo to win, but they're like, el triple G is buenísimo también. I'm going to tell you something. I was in Mexico this weekend and I'm a little hurt of my own people. Why? Porque yo siento que... <laughs> Nada um, le va al Canelo. No. Okay? <laughs> like Americans love more Canelo than Mexicans. And Why? he is such a guy that has represented us so well, you know, and, and they all praise him. And then he comes up when, you know, when they talk about big athletes and people that are making a difference in the boxing world. And in Mexico, they don't see him as, you know, as legit, as Why? a legit box. I don't know. You, dicen que nadie es profeta en su tierra, comadre. And I really, truly believe that because he's so disciplined and he's good. And he's the one, you know, representing Mexicans in the boxing world in this generation. And And I'm really upset. I mean, I would think that he's kind of like, es, él es como like la nueva generación de César Chávez. claro. You know, like en un, en un punto en la carrera de César Chávez en México era un héroe y todavía lo sigue siendo. Claro. It's like, why can't Canelo be looked at the same way? Just because he has a red head? Red hair? Why don't hate on my little red head? <laughs> no, and besides, dude, like, he's really disciplined. Like, he's not out there partying, drinking, you know, he loves women and he says that cars and women are his weakness. Duh. And that's it, you know, but he's discipline he goes there and he gets it and dude like come on mexicans no manchen, you know moist <laughs> <laughs> siempre 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 la gente va a tener gente envidiosa sí, la neta. i gotta tell you you know what i, I got my cards read one time and, and la, la señora me dice tú tienes mucha gente que alrededor tuya que te envidia que pretende ser tus amigos pero en realidad te están deseando mal and i was like what yep. and so that's when i kind of started really analyzing my inner circle and like And we were just talking about this off the air. Like, not everybody you meet is a friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mucha gente. Like, I could literally count my friends on like maybe two hands, maybe, maybe even just I one. One, you know? Yeah. But there's not. Como por ejemplo, in this time that I've been going through this breakup, like, there's only certain people that have reached out to me to really say, like, how's your heart feeling? Like, how are you yeah. doing? You know, yeah. besides. Maybe pretending to smile for the cameras, like, how are you really, really feeling? And those are friends. La gente que se, te, que, que se acuerda de ti en momentos donde te sientes como sola o decepcionada con tu relación or whatever happened in your life, you know? Yeah. So it's very few people that I consider my friends. And I think anybody listening to this, me choca a mí cuando la gente, cuando hombres o mujeres, but it happens more with women, they meet somebody and in two weeks they're like, oh, my BFF, my best friend. And I'm like, oh, yes. you've only known that person yeah. Yeah. for two weeks or a month. Like, It's like when somebody calls you babe too early. You're like, yeah. don't, I'm not your baby, dude. Yeah. Like, just don't baby me. You know what I dislike? I mean, no me gusta when somebody calls me hun. Oh, hey, hun. Yeah. I'm like, hun? hun? I have a name, motherfucker. <laughs> call me by my name, but I don't like, what's that thing you don't like people to call you? Uh, babe, I'm no, uh, 
I don't rubies. Oh, you know rubies? Yeah, <laughs> rubies. No, I don't like when people call me hun or sweetie. Like, hey, sweetie. No, I think baby when it's too soon. Like when I just met you and you're you're barely trying to get my number. You know. On yeah. the DM and you're calling me baby. I'm like, oh, you're getting it. What kind of DMs do you get, Ruby? Oh. Because I be getting some DMs and then lately, after I put out that I was single, nombre, los DMs que me están entrando Ay, are like, beco, whoa. Madre. Like, you know, but they're all talk, you know? Mm-hmm, a DM mm-hmm. is just a message. It's different when somebody takes action upon yeah. it. And at the end of the day, nunca he sido yo un tipo de mujer that likes to hook up with my followers. I think that's a little weird. No, no, no. But then but there's always celebrities. But there's always celebrities. <laughs> that's right, you know? But we don't want to put those on black. But como por ejemplo Debbie, when we had Debbie Brown on the podcast, when she was saying that when she was on the air in Texas, yeah, that's how she met her husband that was exactly, a football player. Exactly, he was like, dude, I've made really good friends via DMs. Like I think, yes, very good relationships I've met via Twitter, DM, and, and, DM, and you Instagram. know the DMs, you could tell when people have read your shit. It says, it says, seen. yeah, that's horrible. You're like, no, este pendejo me yeah, it's like, it's like. <laughs> Hey, before we move on to the next subject, uh, we haven't talked about it, but we were talking about just now about um, como la gente a veces, you know, when you're on your lowest moments, you discover who your friends are. And that happened to Julian Alvarez, one of my good friends, you know, and all of his team. He's You, you might know who he is, right? Yes, he canta regional mexicano, regional ¿verdad? Mexicano, he's like the number one banda guy ever to, oh my God, like he... He's killing it. Rompió muchísimos récords acá en Estados Unidos. ¿Y qué le está pasando? I guess the U.S. Treasury uh, just linked him to Money Laundry, him and Rafa Márquez, right? The soccer player? Yes, but I guess they put him on a list. I mean, nothing is, they haven't proved anything, but they just put him on a list and they get rid of his Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. You cannot find him no longer in the States. So he like fell off the map. It's like, yes, like he does not exist no more. But in Mexico, he keeps selling all of this um, uh, arenas, you know, and I was just there this weekend at his concert in Guadalajara, which is my hometown. And uh, I was talking to his team and they were always so amazing to all of us, the press and the friends. And they will always make sure that we got anything we wanted to drink. We were sitting first row. He will always greet. Like, he was just an amazing person. Like, he had such a beautiful career. Yeah. And, um... Ahora cambió? And, no, I was just talking to to his team, his brother specifically, and, and him. And I was like, are you okay? And he's like, you know what? The only thing about all this that hurts me the most is the friends that I thought I had. And that turned turn their back on me. Because Damn. I know this is going to get settled. Yeah. You know, because they have nothing. But but I just, that's what hurts me the most. But I mean, you know, you have to move on. Yeah, you do. You really start to really see. Like, I don't know. There are certain people, your family, it's expected to be there for you when yeah. you're going through rough shit. But just amigos y amigas that you feel are... You know, it's a difference of somebody that wants to find out how you're doing versus finding out the cheesement and how it went down. Yeah. There's a big difference of like una persona que es chambrosa y quiere saber what happened between you guys and somebody that's not even concerned about the other person, but concerned about you and your heart and your well-being and how you're going to come out of this and is going to motivate you and say, you got this, like no matter how low you feel, exactly. right? Exactly. So eso es importante. And it's, it's important to go through detox phases like that, even in friendships. Like, a ti no te ha tocado de, de que agarras tu teléfono and you go through your address, your address book and you're like, Dude, I haven't talked to this person in forever. Delete, delete. Yeah. Like, how often do you clean out your address book? I clean out my Facebook, my personal Facebook all the time. 
Your Facebook? My I'm personal. talking about your address book um, oh, in your phone. I don't do that. I need to do it more often. Yeah. Just because sometimes they call you out of the blue and you don't know who's calling. And then if you have the contact, then you know not to answer. Yeah. And then if you don't, they get all mad. Did you delete, did you delete my number? And you're like, I thought you had my number in your address book. <laughs> you're like, no, I didn't. Sorry, I deleted it. No, pero let's, um, let's talk about real quick. Um, speaking of Mexico, lo que pasó en Mexico, the earthquake, man. Like Mother Nature ahorita está súper activada. Yes. Like hurricanes hitting the islands. Mexico ha temblado. Texas. I mean, the California fires. Oregon. So they're saying there's this psychic guy that I follow. And it's the same psychic guy that said, that Jenny Rivera was still alive. Oh, Lord. Remember then when we it, should not believe that? Well, I mean, <laughs> to me, solo me está metiendo más pánico. This guy, he was saying, basically, you know, the solar eclipse is what is creating all this chaos in the universe. And um, he was saying that the only thing that's left is like, that needs to happen is an earthquake in California. Yes, that's and I'm what like, I'm thinking. Dude, that's what I'm thinking. Yes. You don't need to put that vibe out there. I just feel it too. Jesus. Like last night, I was so scared. And I'm like, yes, I mean, it's due. It's past due. It's been so hot. It's been over over 20 years already. And I'm scared for my life. You know what? My biggest fear are temblores, Ruby. Me too. I'm so dead serious. Like, I... You and feel I, like an ant. No, and it's just me and my puppies now. And I, like, I usually like to sleep in like in tanga. Exacto. Lately, I've been going to sleep in like f- full like pants. I got my chanclas by the side of the bed. Imagine you running out, out at, at night with your just your bushy out. I always no. th- I, you guys don't think about that listening like don't you ever think like what if you I were to get caught some boots. in the middle of an earthquake I would literally run out looking like a fucking hot mess with no bra <laughs> like hey what's yes. up? I'm the kind of personality that when cuando tiembla yo corro dude no te puede caer un alambre ya sé pero like my first instinct is to get out of my house and I have to think I have two dogs and you know what I mean have to think about all that. So, el temblor que le pegó a Mexico was 8.1. It was bigger than the Northridge earthquake back that yes. we had in 1995. Yes. Um, you know, Hurricane Harvey in Houston. Uh, Katia in Mexico. En el Golfo. En Kat- el Golfo. No, no. Katia en el Golfo. And después se viene el, de, el José. Right behind the... the Irma. Irma. Ingesum. And why do they all have Latino names? I don't know. I'm starting to take this personal. And then you know me. I'm a conspiracy theorist. So a lot of... I was looking on some pages on Instagram. Ya viene Panchita, güey, con los tamales. And no. And they were saying, they're like, if you think about it, the government can manipulate the weather. There's like organizations, the HARP like organization. The yeah, they can manipulate the weather. So they're like... Look, how crazy. Exacto, ¿y por qué todo le afecta a México? No, ah, y, ¿verdad? okay, le está That's afectando Trump. a México. Houston, full of Latinos. Miami, the, the islands, full of Latinos. And I'm like, could it be Trump? Come on. Manipulating the fucking heart he movement. Like, God. think about it. Like, Ruby, at the end of the, he thinks he is, but he's far from it. God don't like ugly, and Trump is ugly. <laughs> Physically, and I mean, you know, in the spiritually, spiritually, and just I, like straight up to me, Trump comes from a bad, racist, ugly, egotistical place. There's yeah. no other way. And I think that everybody that voted for him should be put on blast every day. Exactly. Like, every day they should be put on blast on do like Channel 11, that, Channel 7. Do you know people that voted like, for him? Like this pendejo voted, voted for, for Trump. <laughs> do you know people that voted for him? I yes. do know plenty, I do and I can't even look at them. And in they're the Latinos. Eye. Latinos. And yes, I'm like, Idiots. 
Yeah, it's because, you know, hay gente que viene aquí and they get their ciudadanía. Yeah, they close the door and, and they, they forget, forget yeah. the struggle. You know, like, I mean, I know I didn't have that struggle because I was born here, but there's a lot of people that have that struggle. Pero ya llegan aquí and they get, they say gringifican and they, they're like, they're like gringos and they like don't even want to like speak Spanish because and they they're have so the, fucking the gringos. on the forehead. And they forget, they forget about the struggle and that it was real. So no, no, nunca, nunca jamás hay que olvidarse de where we came from where our parents came from the struggle i remember my dad told me one time that when him and my mom well my mom was born here but when he got here from el salvador his first sofa was from an alley from a trash in the alley he's like you know podíamos aforar nada más so fuimos al alley al basurero había un sofa and we brought that into our house and that's how we started yeah so stories like that they just like it makes you appreciate more makes you appreciate the struggle that your parents went through you know yeah. so Anyways, coming back, we're going to be talking to this amazing, amazing girl who um, she is a beautifully talented singer, songwriter, and she's a native from San Diego. She's worked with uh, a bunch of different artists. She's currently working with Playing Skills, who are producers, and she's about to create the next biggest hit of 2017, 2018. We're coming right back on Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We are What's back. Up, yes, Kate, and we love it because to every time we get back, La Cosa Se Pone Mejor. Welcome Roxy to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy Play. and Ruby. And so we are joined by our girl, Abrina. Yes. Hey. Welcome to the show, girl. Hey, thank you guys for having me. You are um, you are a singer, songwriter. Yes. Are you Latina? Yeah, I'm Mexicana. Mexicana, de donde? Mm -hmm. Oh, San Diego. San Diego. Um, yeah, but my... So I'm like fourth generation, but my... Great, great, great grandparents. Um, my, on my dad's side was the AFA, and then my mom was Monterey. Oh, so okay. we still have a little bit of family out there, but most of our family we have a big old family out here. Cousins in Hawaii, Texas, Where's your you know how that from? goes. From California. California? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't okay. I don't, I don't know like... what accent I have. Some people are like, oh, you sound like you're from the South. And some people yeah. are I was like, about to yeah, say, you sound like South. I think it's just I don't open my mouth all the way. I don't know. <laughs> so I love it. It says on your Instagram that you just want to make good music and travel the world. Mm -hmm. I Literally, think... that's all I want to do. <laughs> that's amazing. And so you really do focus a lot of your energy to just music, right? And yeah. you're a songwriter, too. Yeah, yeah. Everything I do, music takes up all of my life. I just, I just, that's my whole goal. I just want to create. So I love writing. I love, I love creating. I work with great people. Been writing for some other people as well. But who um, have you written for? Um, there's this artist, his name's Travis, Travis Rommel. Um, I've written for like all the features that I've done with DJs and stuff. I've, um, I've written for them, uh, Kid Conrad, Turbulence, so a bunch of different DJs that are like up and coming in the scene as well. So just different stuff like that. I, and so since what age have you been singing? I did my first show when I was eight, and it was at a family reunion party. Uh, so I've just literally my whole life just been performing in and out, little recitals, dance recitals. I was like the little girl that you couldn't get to shut up pretty much. Were you the girl that came out with her mom's heels and like a scarf? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Ruby, tu eras así when you were younger? Yes. I uh, would sell my mom's clothes though. <laughs> nice. I was such a businesswoman since I was little. So I would sell her clothes, like her expensive clothes for like, oh, 10 pesos. Oh, <laughs> my pesos. gosh. ¿Qué decía tu madre? <laughs> Mi ropa. 
<laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, I love that. So you um you've been recently touring, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of touring. Um I got to go over to the Philippines. I've been over there twice actually doing some tours and that's that was just like probably one of the best experiences I've had in music yet cuz that was like the first time that the people in the audience actually were singing along to my song and I could like Ooh, how hear does that them on feel, stage. Man, that it, must feel it was amazing. The dopest feeling in the world. Like crazy. Like, oh shoot, people actually know it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Especially when you're like an American artist and you go to the Philippines where they speak Tagalog. Exactly. And they're singing your shit in English. Mm-hmm. That must feel like damn. Yeah. And it's so crazy because you never think like clear across the world, like that would be the first place where like your music starts to like get everywhere. Yeah. So it's crazy. It just goes to show you like the internet, just music, it's just universal. Like a girl in Ecuador could just be on your stuff. Yeah. It's yep. crazy. We love like you were right now Ruby's hooked on a song by Rihanna and Future, right? What is Selfish. it called? Fish. Why oh, why? Yeah. And it's just amazing how uh. like I think music really like man, at least for me, it really transports me to different places and different moments in my life. Yeah. You it's know? just like a release. You yeah. Know? I just need it sometimes. Why are you drawn to that song Selfish by Rihanna and Future? Do because you just want to be selfish at I, this point in your yes, life? Yes, I am going me to too. be selfish and you know what? In a week or two weeks? From a now, week. I'm going to, I'm not going to tell you how old I'm going to turn, but it's going to be a big number. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm going to the like third it. level. Yes. I'm going, what? <laughs> I'm not 40, you 40. idiot. 30, you idiot. <laughs> so, you know what? I think it's just like, you know, it's just, I'm embracing it and I love it and I just... I just want to be selfish. Like, this is a decade to be selfish. On all my 20s, I was working so hard. I had no life. I didn't party. I I was just really working my ass off, you know? And I moved away when I was 14 years old to pursue my dream. So I think... You know, I just want to be selfish. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like me, I think not at all. definitely coming out of like, like just being in relationship after relationship. I'm like, at this point in my life, like sometimes God does for you what you can't do for yourself. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm forced to be in a situation where like now I'm single and like, I'm really going to step in this next phase of my life. I'm going to step into really just enjoying that yeah like and if i date i want to be spoiled when i date like yeah. I, and i know that in my head and there's nothing wrong with knowing what you want when you're out there dating because you mean no. looking for a husband yes you're just looking yes. to be like i want to yes. be alone let's just go have a good dinner let's have good conversation we don't necessarily have to have sex yeah, like it doesn't no. even come down to <laughs> nothing that nothing has to be planned At you just this- have to Right away. I just, at this point, you know, being a mature woman in my 30s, I really appreciate good conversation with somebody. Yeah. When I could vibe with you and I could have a three hour conversation with you about business, about life, about spirituality, about sex, like, and about conspiracy, about conspiracy <laughs> theories. And we could talk about this shit and we're going on like three hours and we're, you know, sipping a little drink along the way. And I'm just like, haven't even thought about having sex with you. I'm just like, but my mind already climaxed like 10 times. Yeah. I like mind orgasms. Like, you got to be able to simulate this brain. I'm just so ready to be simulated. Ugh. I think you're mentally. <laughs> Probably that, too. I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie, you know? How like, old are you? I'm 25. Oh. So, uh... How do you I feel? I feel like I'm getting up there. You, No, you feel... I feel like 
you look younger, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you look like like uh, 18. So, and then people hear my voice and I have this little baby voice. Yeah, and I it's love just it. not going anywhere. I just can't get around it. I still call people on the phone. They're like, Let's put your mom on the phone, honey. And I'm like, can I cuss on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Bitch, I am a, <laughs> I am a woman. <laughs> I was like, had to check because I've gotten in trouble before. No, no, this but... <laughs> is a podcast, so we could really <laughs> keep it 100. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's my little... So when people hear me, they're like, oh my God, she's probably like 18 years old. But, well, thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that um as I get older, I age like wine, I age better. So... Honestly, I feel like women nowadays age better. better. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because they're getting Botox or because they're drinking water it's or because everything because they're taking care of themselves. Before it was just like let go, you know, you get married, you're like No, <laughs> no. I think People. a lot of them have a bunch of kids. Like my mom already had three kids by the time she was my age. My mom so. at seventeen had already one and then at twenty yeah, my mom okay. had all through all of us by the age twenty three. Yeah, mm-hmm. by all of us, yeah. and I'm like, it's so. kind of cool because now my mom, I see her, and she's not even sixty yet. She loves her grandkids. She enjoys her grandkids. She's beautiful. Yeah, she lives. You know what I mean? And but she's like Mija. If I, I mean, I don't regret any of you guys ever. You know, but if I could have waited a little bit longer, my mom didn't know what the fuck to do with the kid at seventeen. She said she looked at my sister and she was like, "What is this? Like, what is this mine? Like, what am yeah. I supposed to do with it?" <laughs> exactly. And I could I could see how I mean. She's like, "While my friends were out partying, I was at home." you know yeah. breastfeeding your sister yeah, and that crazy. now now we're like on the opposite side now my yeah. family's like shit are you ever gonna have kids i'm like yes yeah, they always with, make fun yeah. of them. with the right king it'll come along yeah, or or mom. yeah i don't know yeah I, I might get pregnant from a one-night stand you never know that could happen just you kidding you never know so when did you start your journey as a singer songwriter so I was playing around when I was in high school in and out of studios and stuff. And then um, there was like that defining moment when I was in my first year of college. And it was like, did you drop off? I did. So I got offered to go on this tour and I just was like, oh, I need to do this. Like, I can't. I just want to take this responsibility, this this opportunity. And it was uh, like a 15 city tour. So I just, sorry, mom, I dropped out of school and just, um, just went all in for it and then eventually moved up to LA and just kept working with people like I had a lot of stuff to make me busy but obviously had to like work my second jobs and everything but it was that defining moment when I just like dropped out of college yeah you know what I have so much admiration is that how yeah you admiration admiration for uh singers because I think it's one of the toughest industries there mm-hmm. is in the entertainment industry and uh and I see it every day with uh, with people we interview, and 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 I think uh, you guys give up so much, mm-hmm. you know, for so much, yeah, so much. And it what's just, the toughest thing you've ever been through? Um, it's there's been so much. I mean, it's like you kind of give up having a regular life because your job becomes your life Who and so there's a no life though yeah. no true yeah. there, there's no off button every like i can never stay still for a second i'm always running around everywhere and like just the shows like everything's very very fast paced and so it gets very tiring and i think the hardest thing is like the pressure like i have like 
the pressures of like paying bills and all this stuff yeah. and not being where I am. And so there's a lot of frustrations like timing there. timing and all yeah. of that. Right? Oh, the yeah. pressures of staying skinny and showbiz too, right? <laughs> yeah. Your teeth got to be perfect. Your skin has to be perfect. You're like, mm-hmm. good Lord. And timing. I think and just timing, timing. timing it's you know? all about timing. And just with music, like you have to build yourself up as, as a businesswoman. I've, I don't have a big old music label behind me. I didn't have a usher to pull me up and just put me on so justin bieber is that a una pedrada <laughs> o algo? pretty much yeah. <laughs> you know what? i feel not like- anything <laughs> knocking him but yeah. like you know a lot of people do have that people have the big artists to kind of help them out and put them on so mm-hmm. some of us don't have, have you ever that. reached out to any big artist for support i i haven't no not really i feel like if they're if it's gonna happen they'll come to it'll me. organically just, come to yeah you. yeah i want it to be organic i don't want to be like hey guys want to uh, support me and help me out i just feel like they always get that anyway so i just i'm rather such a pusher yeah i know <laughs> i'm like, like yeah you're I'll like oh, my message will pop up in your yeah. inbox uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i will be persistent yeah no but you're, you're it's I mean, right you're you're right i mean um sometimes i feel the same way like if it's meant for you it'll come to you mm-hmm. but at the same time i mean it won't hurt to knock on a couple of doors you know right. what I mean, right. so do you feel like you take on this other identity when you're singing? Of course, because you seem like very <laughs> soft spoken, 25 years old, super like you know, cute, delicada. You see, you look mm-hmm. like a delicate flower, but I feel like this whole nother beast comes out of you when you sing. It oh, does, yeah, huh? for sure, for sure. Do you like, name that Beyonce alter ego? has that Sasha Fierce? Who do you I have? I haven't named mine yet, but it's definitely like definitely way more fierce, just way like I let go of all my fears and all of like my little things that like pull me. Th- to just chill I, I'm a very like chill person when I'm off stage but when I'm on stage it's very like my dial goes all the way up so yeah you tune everybody out because yeah. you're on yeah 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 and you do you do it. covers on your YouTube channel yeah I've done a few and yeah, so are you okay to sing like acapella if somebody puts you on the spot yeah you are <laughs> and what you? do you like to sing acapella like can you get um, down like on some Alicia Keys Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna. No, Rihanna. 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 She likes the Rihanna. I, I haven't done Rihanna. Rihanna. I used to sing some Keisha Cole stuff. Let's see. Yo, Keisha. The Keisha Cole. Um, the, um, dale, dale. I don't understand why you wanna try. Make him stay home late at night. But if you wanna go, he'll be gone. No lie. I can't explain how many times I cried. How many times I tried thinking about mine and where he might be. It but should. I don't get if he don't wanna love you the right way. He ain't gonna. And that that is where he where he wanna be. Yeah. If yeah. <laughs> he ain't gonna love like, you the yeah. way you should, then, then let, let him go. go. <laughs> there you go. Hey. I love it. I haven't seen that in so long. Roxy and Ruby, the backup singers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's oh my god. I love it. No. Yeah, that's that's like that's like my comfort. I'm just I'm not artist. I'm like, man, just just get me on stage. Stop asking me questions for me on stage yeah do you put me on coach you should sing more on your instagram do you i don't think you do enough of that you should i i don't i don't you guys are right covers yeah you know you're right and i've been singing more in spanish por favor que pasó i need to sing more in spanish you guys hablas bien español poquito poquito practicalo más si i need to Yes. Do you want to be fully bilingual? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? I know. You know what? It's just because I don't practice it. I don't use it enough. And, you know, like when I'm around my family more, like we always are in and out of Spanish, you know. Spanglish. You know how it is. Exactly, yeah. But, you know, if you want your Spanish to get better, 
what I suggest is you you get with the guy that doesn't speak English. Mm. You know, like find you a guy that doesn't speak English. Of course, mm. that you're attracted un to, right? Un hombre que solamente te, hablar, te va a hablar en español, and you're gonna have to learn Spanish. Yeah. You're gonna have, have really to have a good reputation. Yeah. Do you? What do you prefer? <laughs> do you, the look she just gave me. Do right you now. prefer to date Latino men? Do you? I mean, um, my taste is really weird. Um, like you said, I need to be mentally stimulated. They could be the most gorgeous guy, but if they don't mentally like entice me, I'm just not gonna be. So it, Attractive. He could be fat and ugly. No, no, and, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, he's got to be fine. He's got to be physically fine as well. But I, yeah, I love my Latino men. Um, I do, you know, have my black guys. Uh, but I, I, I don't discriminate, guys. I'll, I'll have a fine white guy any day. So no, why? You know what? My, I, I am so open to the possibilities. I, I hear so many amazing things about black men. I hear amazing things about white men. You know, I love La me some Latinos. Como en un candy store. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I mean, taste the rainbow. I kind of like get shy when guys talk to me she sometimes. So excited. I, I am. I'm like, this is the first time in my life I'm single ever, like ever. Girl, That's- enjoy it. I'm congrats it. to you. I'm Congratulations yeah, yeah. to all of our you know, single people. I'm single too, and I'm loving it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Spoil yourself. Be about yourself. Worry about yourself. It's it's great. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It really is. And so, how can people um, stay connected with you on social media? So everything's at Abrina Music. My IG, Twitter, everything, and it's. Abrina, A-B-R-I-N-A. So. I love it. I love it, girl. Yes. And so what's next for you? Besides you touring and you're working, I know, with uh, Grammy Award winning producers playing Skills, mm-hmm. along with uh, hit maker Clayton William. Like, what What else? I mean, playing Skills are dope. I, they're my personal friends. Nice. Dope. What are you guys yeah. working on? Like We're Spanish re- reggaeton stuff? Yeah, reggaeton. Uh-huh. You hit it right on the money. But I'm doing a lot of Spanglish songs. and I ha- So I have this new song. My new single I'm about to drop in two weeks. So that's like what I'm getting ready for. I have a bunch of singles that I'm about to drop. So there's definitely about to be a lot more music for me. And what are you doing with Baby Bash? Uh, so me and him did a song. It's called Fall Back. And we're just, we're cool. Like we we, we want to get back in the studio for sure. But He's such a cool cat. He's so Bash, cool. I've known Bash. Like he was the first artist that I introduced on a stage like back when his song Sugar Sugar came out. Oh wow. Yeah, it was the Frankie J. It was the first time he performed it in Palm Springs and I was doing radio out there and it was like I was so nervous. He was nervous and Aww. we just we've been homies ever since. But That's he's dope. I love people that stay consistent to who they are. Yeah. And they could reach massive heights of success, but they still are like grounded, feet on the floor and just approachable you know because sometimes this industry could really change you and it could taint you and you believe your own hype and then you're like nobody could talk to you you're like Mm -hmm. dude get out of here you know yeah he's not on a high horse he's very he's not at all i I like respect him all the way yeah well we love you abrina thank you for coming through and sharing your story with us yeah no thanks it was good hearing about you guys yeah can we do one more acapella i really want to do your voice rihanna rihanna which re-raise? I, uh, let me do one of my own songs. Okay, okay yeah, do one of your own okay, songs. Let me do, uh, this is my song called Fire. Fire! <clears throat> when I look into your eyes, boy, 
I see two criminals locked up in love's tango. Wanted for murder, but I'd ride or die for you, boy. I hold your pistol close, stash you when no one knows. Baby, I got you covered. Number one definition of a bad bitch. Riding in the dark, boy, you were staying lit. Never gonna stop or hold you down to the end. Strike the match if you with it. Cause we on fire. A heart is a burning flame. Baby, you shoot our aim. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you wanna do when the sirens, bullets are going off. We're never getting caught. No, baby, it's a world to rule. We on fire. <laughs> wow, Abrina Music. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. Uh, she was- is. A verified account. There's a little blue check mark next to her name. I got the blue check. Yeah. Got the blue check mark. <laughs> That's right, girl. We love you, Mama. Thank you for coming through and sharing some space with us. Thank you guys for and, having uh, me. And we know you're, we're going to be seeing you doing amazing things in the future. You already are. But like, you got two Latina friends here that support you. Yeah. And and yeah, like. And it's good to see Latinas doing their thing too. So thank you guys for of that. Of course. Yay. There needs to be more of us out here, guys. Okay. I'm just going to say That's that. That's right. <laughs> support the movement because yes. we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Exactly. We're coming right back on Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, it's your girl Amber Rose, and you're listening to Two Bad Bitches, Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Turn up. And the beautiful part about our show, Vedar Ruby, is that we could really invite amazing, interesting people to our show. I mean, it puede ser un artista to a political activist to, uh, you know, the our next guest that we have here who we're so going to pick your brain because we know that he picks people's brains like <laughs> constantly. You know what I mean? But before we start talking about that interesting stuff um did you hear that kim kardashian and kanye west are expecting baby number three yeah and (laughs) and supposedly a a surrogate mother is carrying um oh shoot i didn't know that yeah well no 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 kim kardashian is supposed to be a she has a condition with her with her uterus uterus yeah or something that get her last uh, two pregnancies have been very high risk. So she's like, and not only that, that girl got her body back. And, you know, she seems like kind of vain when it comes to that. I'm sure a lot of women can relate to that that have had kids. Like, once I get my body back, I am not trying to destroy it. Would you get a surrogate mother? I mean, if I had to, I would. But I would definitely try as much as I could before I had to resort to that. Because I would want to, yo quiero pasar esa experiencia, what it feels, sometimes I see women that are pregnant on Instagram and they put their their cameras to their stomach and you see the little ripples on the stomach of the baby moving in the stomach. I could imagine that eso es un sentimiento de que no puedes explicar, you know? I think, I mean, I respect that, but I think tienes que recurrir a eso when you cannot have kids. Yes. She already had two. She already had two. I don't understand why. Maybe she wanted to, well, she wanted to have three supposedly, but she didn't, she don't want to risk her body and that, that condition that she has. Supuestamente she could die. It's yeah. very high risk. So that's why she wants to be a party of five with Kanye. 
Nice. Yeah. And okay. supposedly they're having a, a little girl. It's going to be a little girl. E, um, they're saying that it's going to, th- that the prediction, that's what they always have predictions when it comes to famous people doing stuff. The prediction is that Northwest and her are going to be very close. And I'm like, no shit. They're because sisters. Because the other two don't like each other. I know, I but. Heard. It kind of always is like that when you're growing up, right? You fight with your siblings. I remember I would fight with my siblings. I would go step outside to play with the neighbors. And my dad would go outside and he would see us getting along with the neighbors, knowing that we had been fighting in the house. And he would would get us by the little piece of of, uh, hair by your ear and he would embarrass us. He'd be like, go inside. Stop acting cool out here with your friends. Go inside and make peace with your brother and sister and then come outside and be nice. Otherwise, you're being fake. And my dad would check us like that. So he would always teach us that it's everything had to begin in the home. home. You can't be out there fronting that this and that with the whole world if inside your home there's chaos. So I love my daddy for that. You know, those hard lessons. But you're like, shit, embarrassing. Pull me in through my ear. Shit. Trying to look cool out here. Speaking of being fake, fíjate que los fans de Mariah Carey um, are tired of her photoshopping her pictures. Well, you know, Mariah, her you, body has changed in the last few years. Como que she's a little bit thicker, right? She's not but she fat. she looks good. I, mean, I think she looks good, too. I mean, sometimes she's a little bit thicker than normal. But, you know, aren't we all? I feel like thick women are in. I mean, you know what I mean? Only dogs like bones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What is that noise? Yeah, only dogs like bones. I mean, I like being thick. Personally, I'm like true to my size nine, 150 pounds, and that's just what I am. And if I embrace it, you should, too. Yeah. But old Mariah, you know, come on, she she's Mariah. She was very thin. She made a, a living off of her image and her voice. She you know? was dating Luis Miguel. She was dating Luis Miguel. <laughs> and ¿por qué todas las mujeres se quedan jodidas después de que they date Luis Miguel? That, okay, I heard. What did un, you hear? From a source very, very confiable. That he, tr- okay, he's like from another era, right? And he treats him like royalty, like out of this world. And then all of a sudden, he loses interest. Oh my God. And he breaks their heart. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's just like, oh, he I'm lost not into charm. you no more. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. We're going to ask our next guest about that. Like, what makes a man just lose interest? I don't know. Maybe he could. There's like a psychological factor behind it, right? Or yeah, that's true. It could. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, without uh, yeah, further yeah, ado, yeah, yeah. we need to introduce <laughs> our next guest because we need answers. Okay. All right. Dr. Milo Dotson is in the house. Yes. And you are a clinical psychologist, right? Lic- licensed, a licensed counseling psychologist. Yeah. Oh, what? And so many titles. I know. Well, oh, my gosh. Let me turn this off. See? That's Energy right. going off everywhere. Boom. It's electric in here. <laughs> okay, hold on. So you're say, say what you are again. A licensed counseling psychologist. Wow. How does it feel to be? Because you're so young. Oh, yeah. thank you. How does it feel How to be old like are you? Dr. Milo? Uh, 31. I'll be 32 in December. What? Oh Good job, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> when real. did you start in medical school? When you um, were 12? Well, I went to 11, actually. I'm like the biracial <laughs> Disney housing. Uh, no, but um, I actually went to graduate school. So medical school folks, they get a medical degree. And then so I have a PhD in counseling psychology. So I went to grad school when I was 22. And then I finished my PhD when I was 28. Why wow. medical school and why psychology? Um, I went to graduate school to finish my PhD just because like ever since I was a kid, I was always that 
that kid on the playground or at home asking why and then always wanting to be able to help people. So as I went through middle school and high school, people were like, oh, you should try out this thing called psychology. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll give it a try. And then once I got to undergrad at Notre Dame, uh, took my first psychology class and then really, really fell in love with it. Um, Didn't even get a good grade in the class, but I just really, really loved being able um, to think about helping people and to do the research to better help people. So, Wow. Okay. So what do you think happened to Luis Miguel and losing interest? Oh, or why do man. men lose interest? <laughs> He's like, I thought I was here to talk about mental health. Uh, exactly, well, that's mental health. <laughs> that is mental health. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think all all men um, suffer from mental health. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm kidding. Right. I'm kidding. So I'm let kidding. me let me say it like this: Everybody in this room and everybody listening has mental health. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. It doesn't matter if you're Luis Miguel, Milo Dodson, or Roxy. Everybody has mental health, mm-hmm. and it's important to understand that because just like physical health, you have to keep your mental health um, in check and be able to support that to have that wellness there. So obviously I don't know Luis Miguel like that personally, but what I can say about relationships overall is that it's important to continuously have communication with your partner to say, you know what, I didn't really like this as much. Or when you do like something, be able to give that positive reinforcement to say like, hey, I actually like when you did that. I like when you give me words of affirmation, when you spend quality time with me, things like that. Are you talking about the five languages of love, that book? That is part of it. I love that you know that book. You better. It's important. It's important. You got to know the the pop culture. You have to know some of the um, the research specifically and the scientific research, as well as books like that and other things that a lot of um, I work with college students. Students, undergrads and grad students so being able to keep up with popular events and pop culture like that is, is crucial yeah I actually broke I was like I googled mental health like yeah, what yeah, yeah. is mental health and okay. mental health has to do with how you feel about yourself yes how you feel about others mm-hmm. and how you were able to meet and handle the demands of life absolutely it's not the absence of problems rather it describes the ability to balance problems with appropriate coping skills right okay we know that the right amount of sleep and exercise a proper diet appropriate medical care and caring relationships can go a long way towards improving both our physical and mental health yeah man. so we do all have mental health everybody has mental health again it doesn't matter how old you are i mean even like as soon as you're a kid going elementary school or even preschool you have mental health and it's important to be able to support yourself and to take that emotional rest when you need it um, a lot of times people actually will present with some signs of depression if they're not getting enough sleep that's something that mm. we don't really talk as much about so so, so would you say that everybody, because, yeah, that, that's a valid question, because sometimes I think about, would you say that everybody could suffer from depression at one point in their life? Does everybody have the, mm. the capacity of, of falling into a depression? Because, like, for example, me, I okay. live life, I love life, but, okay. like, this breakup that I'm going through, it kind of uh, shot me down yeah. for a minute, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, you don't really think sometimes that you have the capacity to even mm. be down because you're right, a happy right, person, right. Sure. but it's normal. Absolutely. It's normal. I mean, and and to be honest, I just appreciate you being that vulnerable to express what you're going through like that, because a lot of people try to keep it um, bottled up and people won't talk about it. And when you're not talking about it, that's when you start to see more of a negative impact. That's when you start to see. Um, you know, you're losing sleep, you're not paying attention at the radio station, you're not paying attention at work, 
or you're running red lights. Yeah, all, all that, all <laughs> that. Like, kind I of don't stuff. know where my mind was. <laughs> Shit, I was thinking about him. You know, like, but you start doing stuff that you yeah. most likely probably wouldn't do, right? Yeah. So it starts to have a negative impact on you, and I think. Um, it doesn't matter if you, you know, meet the criterion for the clinical depression, but it's important to recognize that that sadness can lead to depressed mood and then other symptoms, you know, such as like losing interest in activities that you used to enjoy, emotional daily fatigue, loss of appetite, increase or decreased sleep. All these things can start to affect you. Yeah. So it's important for you and for everybody out there who can be coping with that to really start to reach out for support and do things that you feel give you more life and more love. Mm. That self-love You is know crucial. what that's been for me lately is dancing. Like Good. I yeah, dance love your ass off. Yeah. dancing salsa and there lately I've been in situations where they're playing salsa uh. and I'm like that's like straight up God like just saying go just like dance i know what dancing does to you like yeah. yesterday i was like no i couldn't stop dancing i went out go. yesterday and it was just like every song i wanted to dance to and i was like since i'm free and single i was like right, i right. want to dance with you i want to dance with you i was like being bold because <laughs> i usually go. don't ask a man to dance and i'm like well, cool. tonight we're dancing yeah. men were like okay i guess so i'm yeah. like thank god i'm cute shit <laughs> well i mean that's a beautiful <laughs> thing to feel that sense of self-empowerment and then to do that in a way that's giving you that self-love because whether you're in a relationship or not, it's important to have that and to love yourself unconditionally. Yeah. Damn, man. Milo, Dr. Milo breaks it down. <laughs> I know. So how are you with relationships? Um, well, I am, I can say, deeply in love with my partner. Uh, we're actually how do, you, celebrating, how do you make it work? Um, communication on an ongoing basis. Um, being able to negotiate and to share interests. Like what do you some, mean negotiate? So sometimes, let's say, if my partner is wanting to go to this restaurant and I'm just like, man, I just had that for lunch. It's like, okay, well, I think I can sacrifice going to eat some delicious sushi for dinner even though I just ate it for lunch. So it's about negotiating and compromise, being able to find that middle ground. It's not always about being on the extremes like, I want this no matter what, and I'm not going to give you any sort of leeway or understanding that way. So being able to have that constant communication, uh, being able to talk about what your interests are, to be able to make sure that you're on the same page that way. Yeah, That's and crazy. I think a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, you know, would you say that you're like that because you studied this or you're like that because... I think so. Probably, mm. maybe you're more I, conscious of it because I think a lot of, a lot of men uh -huh. are selfish. No, 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 not necessarily. That I, was a big no, jump there, all right. <laughs> not, no, I'm just saying, I think a lot of people, let me not even just say men, I think yeah. a lot of people, yes. we repeat behaviors that we learned and that we saw in the home, yeah, right? Yeah. And so a, a lot of times men, you know, because you talk about communication in, in a powerful way, which I agree, okay. like yeah. you have to negotiate and I believe you do have to compromise when you're in a relationship and sometimes it sucks, but if you want to have a successful relationship, like you do have to compromise on certain things. It's not always your way, your way, your way. Yeah. yeah and being Unless able to you got even, a dummy, a sucker as no, a boyfriend. I, right. You don't, you don't necessarily want that. Either, yeah. Right? You don't want that. Yeah. So I think it's about being able to see compromise as an investment into the relationship and not something that you're just sacrificing. Yeah. Because then you might get resentment oh, if you feel like you're sacrificing. Literally the next word I was about to say. Be and if you don't talk about what you're feeling, like, you know what? I really wanted to do this, but I love you, so let's do what you wanted to do instead. If you're not having those conversations, and that's when resentment starts to grow. And then yeah. that's when you lead, that's what leads to cheating, stepping out, doing all these other things. Now, uh, is it true that you have to set your boundaries since the beginning? 
or how you want a yeah. relationship to go? I think it's never too early to start setting boundaries. Is Be- it too? Is it ever too late to set them? Ooh, that's a good question. That is a good question. That's a really good question. Right? Ruby's like, I, I think that's been my problem this whole time. <laughs> ah. What I would say about boundaries is that just like just like love and just like interests in a relationship, they can continue to evolve and to develop. So some of the boundaries that you set at the beginning or that you don't set at the beginning could and should continue to change and adapt as a relationship progresses. Because as you yourself are going through life, you're going to have different interests and different needs. So you need to then adjust the boundaries to be able to like meet those appropriately. Damn. Amazing. That, that, that was deep, huh, Ruby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? Like, I mean, I think, uh, I think, I think, mental health is is like a serious subject that doesn't really. I think there's a lot of shame when it comes to mental oh, so, um, yes. illnesses. Yeah, right. And I think, and I think the thing there is that a lot of times in in different families and different cultures and individuals, we see mental health and emotional vulnerability as a sign of weakness. So oh I don't God. I don't want to be able to talk about my sadness. I don't want to be able to talk about my anxiety mm. because do I don't that- want you to think that I'm weak. But in reality, being able to talk about that, to recognize, you know what, I'm really going through some shit right now. I need to talk about that. That's when you're your strongest. Oh, my God. I just did a YouTube video like talking about my breakup, not in detail, but I really mm. kept the focus on me because it is about me. Yeah, right? It's about yeah. what I'm feeling. And, and I said it on this video like I've never been single. I went from okay. a seven year relationship to a five year relationship to another five year relationship. Yes. Because I love relationships, if you haven't figured it out already. You know, like a lot of people. Yeah. But I also, and I love me. I love spending time with me. My career has taken me to travel different places where I live alone. Mm. So it's not that I can't do it. I just enjoy it with somebody better. You know what I mean? Yeah. To have that companionship is a beautiful thing. Is that a mental illness, loving and being in a relationship all the time? Do I have a (laughs) mental illness? (laughs) Well, what I'm not going to do is diagnose you right here. I didn't come for that, Roxy. (laughs) But But what I can say is that now I think in your life you have this beautiful opportunity to re-fall in love with yourself. Damn, that's amazing. I'm going to cry, my Dr. Milo. You have, you uh, have, and if you cry, that's all right. I think they I got know. tissues right here. Look. No, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I did I did a YouTube video uh-huh. where, um, because, you know, I think when people think of Roxy, they think of this strong person, independent, da 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I want to talk about what I'm going through and what I'm feeling because yeah. I get girls that will write to me that they're like feeling suicidal after a relationship or they're right. feeling like literally it's the end of the world of their life right, because right. we, you know, I one time a mentor of mine told me don't make somebody your everything because when they're gone, you'll have nothing. Mm, and I think a lot of times true. we make our partner everything in our life. We, yeah. we abandon friendships, we abandon family because it's like all about that person, right? Mm. And so... Thank God I'm smart enough to not make the people that I'm with my everything. Okay. But okay. it still hurts. It, it does hurt. And I think being able to talk about it hurting is showing your fans and everybody else out there that loves you that you are strong. Because it's easier to not talk about it. It's easier to bottle it up and keep that to yourself. Yeah. But how strong you are to be able to share that and share, you know what, I'm going through something right now. Here's what I'm going through. And I really would like that support. That's a beautiful thing. That, that was like, right. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah. Too. And I'm getting a lot of feedback from people. Mm. A lot of girls that are just like, dude, 
You think your situation is bad, like I'm going through a breakup and I'm five and a half months pregnant. You think your oh, situation man. is bad. My husband left me a month ago and he has this his girl pregnant, this other girl pregnant already. Right. So right. it not only did it help me heal and is it he- helping me heal, mm-hmm. helping others heal through yes. my pain, but I'm like, damn, I really don't got it that bad because I can't imagine breaking up with somebody and two months later you find out that they have somebody else pregnant that shit would mm. kill me yeah you nothing know? Yeah. will kill you well nothing either. will kill me that's true it would yeah. be emotionally devastating it would now, we love each other because we're so different so what do yes. you do with the counterpart like being mm. scared of uh, commitment if I have someone who's scared of com- commitment? Yeah. Oh my God, hold on. We're talking uh, about that. People that are afraid of commitment, because this is a really good question mm-hmm. that a lot of men and women suffer with, right? So we're coming right back. People that are afraid of commitment, could it be a psychological like Trauma? Thing? Trauma? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about that. Coming back on Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, this is Rosa Acosta, and you're listening to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Raxi and Ruby on CBS Play.it. And we're back, and I have my question ready. Dr. <laughs> <Milo>. <laughs> she was yes. ready. Welcome back to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Ruby's ready to just yes. shoot. I mean, I don't know if I'm scared of commitment, but uh-huh. like everything I've done till the date tells me I am. Okay. Because I've never committed. So my- let, let me say this. I would invite you to consider. I'm not going to tell you one way or the other. But I'd invite you to consider if you would actually really want to be in a relationship or if you would prefer to stay single Forever? and just date. No. Okay. Not forever. Okay, so if you know that at some point you're going to want to be in a committed relationship, yes, then it's important to start thinking about the interests and the times and, and kind of the, the different situations that need to lead up to that choice. What to... does that mean? I'm confused. Okay, so... Because I'm a baby okay. when it comes to a relationship, if you think about it. Okay. Even though, I mean, it's not like I've... I mean, I've had partners, like, just a few mm. that I've been loyal to okay it's just without the title that scares a little bit so what's what's the scary part about the title for you that i have too much to accomplish i think i'm just digging into myself and i think there's a lot of people that work hard and a lot of girls that just don't want to lose focus Uh or men too and maybe they're in love with somebody but um they're just scared of the next step because they might lose focus to their career but I think if or whatever. You're, if you're in a relationship and if you have the opportunity to be in a healthy relationship, you're going to make each other stronger and it's not going to take away from each other. So you can have both. You can have a healthy, loving relationship and a successful, strong career. But maybe it, that's why I look for the wrong people. Oh, it looks like you just answered your own question then. Ooh. Why are you all filming me, you <laughs> bitches? <laughs> I'm just saying. Isn't it, isn't it amazing saying. though how sometimes we answer our own questions and we yeah. just need somebody like you, a uh, Dr. Milo, to be like, hey, you just answered your own question because yeah. I think a lot of times, and I work with a lot of women because I have a nonprofit organization and so we facilitate a lot of um, you know, workshops and stuff like that. We uh-huh. work with professionals like yourself, okay. and um, but more like women because we're a women-focused group. Fair enough. But um, I think a lot of times when people say, I don't know, uh-huh. I think that's a cop out because I think at the end of the day, we all know what we visualize ourselves with. Mm. We all know what we want. And yeah, shit might get distorted along the way. But the other day, somebody asked me, do you know what you want? And I said, yeah, I do. 
Mm. And he was like, okay, tell me. Mm-hmm. And I was able to clearly tell him what I want. I was like, did, did was that clear to you? He was like, yeah, yeah, you definitely sound like you know what you want. Right. But And I was like, I'm eventually going to get it. Mm. I don't know where he's at. Yeah, I think but there's, he's out there there's a lot of times where it's not even as much about not knowing what we want, but there's some sort of fear about being able to embrace what we what want. What we want. There's hesitation and there's concern about being able to say, you know what, I want X, Y, and Z. How do you find out what you want? You have to have more conversations with yourself. So you're doing good, Ruby. You're yeah. on the right path. It's a matter about being able to have Isn't that self-awareness. Isn't it too late to start refer- that path? It's, yeah, never, it's never too late, too late. for nothing. No, uh-uh. Because I think I've been too focused on my career since I'm 12. Okay. That I just let, you know, my personal life on the side. Okay. And now I'm like, okay. I th- She's like, I don't want to have 12 cats when I'm 40. <laughs> no, I mean, I know I want to be a mom for sure. Okay. But um, I don't need a husband to do that. But, I mean, you don't, actually. But I... I think I want a partner, but I don't know how to live with a partner. Mm. So I think what I would invite you to consider again is what you do want for yourself and almost creating like this wish list of either characteristics or other interests in your partner that you want to be able to share because it's not too late. It's never too late to be able to have love in your life. But I think they're going to be like they're with an emotional with the baby and um, well, emotionally, an right? Emotional, okay. You know what I mean, like because uh-huh. they're I'm barely starting to date, sure, sure. for sure, right? Because okay. I don't know about like, oh, I'm here. I don't know about. Well, I think it's important to be open and transparent about that. Like, look, I am committed to getting to know you a little bit more, and we'll see where this goes. But this is the first time that I'm actually starting a relationship, and you have to have this this sense of opening up to be able to have these cards open. So that the person that you're wanting to date actually knows this about you. Otherwise, three years, I mean, even three months down the line, they're going to be like, why are you such an emotional baby, quote unquote, you know? So you have to start talking about that up front because that wouldn't be fair to the person that you're um, starting to date and it wouldn't be fair to yourself either. Ruby and I were like, Milo, can you start teaching conferences for men? (laughs) For reals. Because imagine if every man was a great communicator like Milo. I mean, I know a lot of it has to do with your profession. Mm. And this is why you're even better at it. Because this is what you do, you know, for people. But, Mm. But imagine a man that understood communication, understood compromising, understood the five languages of love. Mm. Imagine if every, you know, like, seriously, Milo, you should really consider that. Because men... You know, uh, you know what really fucks men up, and what fucks a lot of people up, I think. And I'm Their so penises. thankful. No, no. Besides the penis, I'm so thankful that Ruby and I we have. And there's a lot of people listening to this that can relate, or maybe can't relate. But like, for example, I'm so thankful that my dad is solidly present in my life. Okay. You know that I don't have daddy issues, and that my dad is my dad. You know mm. what I mean? Like he's always been present, and he always will be until God takes him away. And same and thing with you, player, Ruby. Yeah. You know, like no, my dad is not a player. My dad. Oh, a player. but oh. but her dad is a player. But I think that that's kind of affected Ruby like indirectly, right? Okay. Knowing that her dad was a player. Okay. okay. Maybe that still is. He still is. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> Binchy Ruby. Oh my God, no! But I'm just saying, like I think <laughs> I can't imagine having a like deadbeat father, mm. like having a father that bounced mm. from my life. And I think that happens to a lot of men. Though. He's yes. the best. Yeah, that happens to a lot of men, right? So they don't know how to be good communicators. They don't know mm. how to be everything you're saying. That you should be in a relationship because they, they use the excuse. Well, my dad left. I didn't have an example. Mm. Well, 
I mean, I can tell you from firsthand experience, I've never had a relationship with my father. Oh, really? See what I mean? And I think the important thing there is I was... I think that's why you're so sensitive. Potentially. I mean, I've had a lot of uh, training and whatnot, but I've been humble enough to open myself up to recognize there's things that I don't know. And I, I refuse to let my masculinity or toxic masculinity get in the way of being able to have loving and meaningful relationships. Awesome. So you have to talk about it. There's no other way around it, whether you have a father in your life or not. Yeah, that's that's an excuse. I mean, you just prove that because there are people like you that you so you've never met your father or you choose to not have a relationship with him or um the last time i saw him in person was when i was four so i'm 31 damn um so you turned out pretty good man thank you you turned out pretty good well yeah Yeah. i mean but it's important to to recognize that the folks who raised me my grandparents um and my mom love you mama milo um (laughs) that they talked to me about being able to be open and expressive that way. Yeah. And I was raised by a strong, strong woman in my mom. Yeah, you had to To be able to, to work been. multiple jobs, to be able to sacrifice, to make sure that I was getting to like violin lessons and then being able to go play Little League and then still make it to basketball tryouts Man. and all that kind of stuff. God bless our strong mommies for real. So Milo, mm. um, what are what are some of the most common mental illnesses out there right now that maybe, because mm. there's probably people listening to this that, Maybe, may, for example, I get a lot of people that write to me that they suffer from anxiety. Yes. I suffer yes. from anxiety. Is anxiety okay. considered a mental illness? Like, what are the most popular mental illnesses out there right now? I think we see there's a high frequency of um, different disorders and, and concerns around depression as well as anxiety. And there's That's a why lot they of give cons- Lexapro. Are you, are you against or pro uh, medication? Oof. Oh man, she's hit me with all the good questions. So she's I a th- journalist yeah, by day. Yeah, yeah. So so I'll say this. Um I wouldn't lead with a psychiatric medication unless there's some uh psychosis, like if there's hallucinations, things like that, or if the depression or anxiety was that severe. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times what we see are uh people of color, particularly black people who meet with people, whether they're a psychiatrist or a psychologist, and boom, first step is to give them a prescription. Mm -hmm. And that's not always necessarily as helpful. What I prefer to do is to talk to them first, kind of see where they're at, and then if they're open to medication, we know from the research that for depression as well as anxiety, if you combine psychotherapy and psychiatry together, that's when you see the most efficient results. Mm-hmm. But again, it kind of depends on where the person's at. Like, I'm not just yeah. going to blanket, you know, give them a um, uh, connection to a psychiatrist to give them a prescription because that's not always helpful. So is that for life when you start taking medication? It's just temporary. Um, it Hopefully c- it's temporary. It can be think. temporary. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of depends on um, the prescription of the psychiatrist. And I'm not a psychiatrist. So I don't have that medical training. Mm. But I think it's important that if you need medication that's going to help you, then being open to whatever that psychiatrist prescribes. Yeah. Um, back Getting back to the you know most prevalent or most frequent type of concerns that I see, um, depression, anxiety, and I also want to point out how valid it is for people to have anxiety specifically related to race-related stress. Mm. So we have a and lot. And are of, you seeing that a lot nowadays? Ab- absolutely, especially Dang. since since November with this current global socio-political climate, we see a lot of people concerned, depressed, going through anxiety because they don't really know 
they don't know if they're going to be able to stay in the country. Oh so my God, that that's a matter chills. of DACA or um, police brutality mm. against black people. That's a specific and, and direct reference to the uh, current social political climate. And Being so a Trump. lot of the anxiety, <laughs> a lot of the anxiety people experience is connected to that. And you, it's my my duty, I feel, to be able to validate those concerns. And it's not just like, oh, you're just stressed out because, you know, black people this. And it's like, no, you have a direct and valid reason for being concerned. Why do you speak Spanish? What's your background? You, the first question did you say, do I speak Spanish? Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. I can I can tell uh, my my partner that um, A.S. Bonita But okay. ella estás or ella yeah, ella tú like yeah tú eres bonita. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Your she, partner es bonita. She, sí, sí, sí. Claro, uh -huh. claro, claro, claro. Um, but my background is Italian American and African American. Oh, interesting. Are you cold? Why are you getting goosebumps? Um, I am a little bit. Little are bit you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was on your website, Doctor Milo. I was on your website, and I loved, I loved your. Um, it says right here, "I'm a man of unequaled resilience." Mm. Ooh, mm. that's amazing. I am the unexpected yet successful and proud product of a K through 12 public school system and a single yes. parent household. Yes. Um, I am the an annihilator of any stereotype that is set upon me. Yes. Like, where do you? Are you a writer? Besides I am. being a. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm actually working on a book. So that reflection was something that I wrote just to kind of um, give myself that self-care and that self-love to take that time to reflect. And that was one of the pieces that I did, which is on my website. Um, but I do really, really enjoy writing to kind of cope with some of the daily stressors of life yeah. and to just be that much more reflective. That's so. amazing. So are you, you the kind of boyfriend that writes poems to your lady? Oh, I, I mean, with I that have, kind of yeah. writing, I am Milo. A man of unequal resilience. I am the unexpected yet successful and proud product of a single parent home. Like, right? That yeah. sounds like a poem. You see, I, I mean, because yeah. there's not a lot of men nowadays uh -huh. that do. You know, I always talk about this. Like, a lot of times you got to go back to basics in life. Yes. In order yes. to, you know, like the other day I went to the doctor thinking I had like a urinary tract infection. Okay. And the lady, I know that's a lot of TMI, TMI right? No, I'm, but, a, I'm but, a psychologist. You know, I know. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird because I haven't got a urinary tract infection in a long time. And, okay. you know, I'm not going to lie. I've been kind of like drinking a little bit more than normal but I'm not an alcoholic you guys I'm okay but it's like a lot of girls night talking about like what I'm going through you know right, right, right. but I was like the doctor was like basically you don't have a urinary tract infection you're dehydrated Ooh. you need a drink and I said she's like do you normally drink a lot of water I said yeah mm. but I haven't been lately because I'd rather drink tequila lately oh. than water so don't judge me but anyways um, what was my point of telling you this shit I was going somewhere with this. I know you. Were. I just we're, forgot. We're talking about poetry. Oh and, yeah, yeah. How did we go from poetry hey, to pee? Hey, no judgment, but I'm just. No, but yeah. I'm just saying. You seem like the kind of man uh -huh. that would write your partner like a poem. Oh, I I do I do. She's uh she's been my rock in a lot of uh life's difficulties over the last couple of years since we've been dating, and I really really enjoy being able to let her know how much she means to me. Mm. And I think uh, poetry, for me, is the best way to be able to do that. I, stuff doesn't always have to rhyme. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it just has to come from your heart. Yeah. And I think everybody has the ability to be a writer because everybody has the ability to be able to write from the heart. Yes. Everybody can be a poet. You know You're what? so sweet. Yeah. Oh, you how know? long you. have you been dating this woman? Uh, it'll be two years on September 10th. Are you proposing soon? Uh, not, not soon. Not soon. But <laughs> I think we have... How long is enough? To date somebody before you propose? 
Man. Yeah, Ruby's tolerance level is getting lower and lower. I think, I think that <laughs> She's really, like, first she said three years, five years, then she said three, then she said one. I think it really depends on um, both partners in the relationship. Yeah, but um, how I mean, long some is people, like, he ain't marrying you, girl? I, I mean, to be honest, I've known people who have been living with each other, dating for like over a decade and not technically married. It's really more up to the couple to decide what works what best works for, for them. them. What do you think people aren't marrying um, as much anymore? Because, Because women make it too easy. That's why I think so. Like in talking to different women, uh -huh. I think like a lot of, and you know, that's been one of my biggest problems. When I date somebody, I fall in love and I allow them to get comfortable with me. And then before you know it, it's like three years, four years, five years. What the fuck are we doing? And then, I, you know, it's my I own. I think you should never mm. move in together until you're married. Oh, wait. Well, see, mm. I disagree with that okay. because, because. No, because like, I need then to see you have the kind to of... save something. If you ain't saving the coochie, you need to save the moving in together. <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, you want to be able to see the way the person is too before you live with But them. Because you kind of live with them in a way, because you're sleeping there most of the time. What I can tell you without the from, official title. What I can tell you from the research is that couples who move in together prior to marriage. Um, have a higher rate of breaking up than those who wait yes. until after marriage. Okay, why? I knew it. I knew why? it. I knew it. Let me let me ask you. Why do you think? I knew it. Hold on. So they have a higher potential of breaking. So if you move in together before you're married, there's a higher rate for those couples to break up than for couples who wait until they're after after they're maybe because the, because the excitement is already gone. Because you've been living with you're each other already. You're not saving anything. Mm. Anything. That's it. That's all you're going to get. Why? You're not looking forward to anything. That's true. I mean, I could understand that. Mm. Well, I think potentially all of the above. And I think there's, there's an aspect here where it's like, I know that if we're married, like I don't have any place else to go and we're living together. Right. And that's it. But then if you're not married and you're trying to live together, then there's always this feeling like, well, I can just bounce and I can just leave. And then you're not really at staying as connected and as committed to the relationship. I ain't oh no expert my. at relationships, but I'm going to tell you. Uh -oh, <laughs> She's like, let me take a swig of this tequila first. <laughs> She was swirling that tequila around. <laughs> wow, I did, I did not know that research actually showed that. Yeah, yeah. Research is a beautiful Do thing when it's done right. Do you think you should not have sex until you're married? Oh, man. Um, again, I think that's up to the uh, people in a relationship to be able to, to talk about. Do you think people last longer when they wait? I, mean, um, I do not know what the research says about that one. Why but I'm haven't sure... you done your research, doctor? Man, I'm sorry. I'm out here slipping, huh? <laughs> no, but you know what? I think, that, I think, man, I think that is a really beautiful thing when two people could really hold off on doing the do. Mm. You know, how long is long? How long is long enough? You know, what I would say for questions overall about relationships and waiting or not waiting and moving in together, and not moving in together. I, I think we do ourselves a disservice by saying I need to give you a specific time frame. I need to give you a specific date. We do or, that a lot, huh, yeah, Dr. Milo? Yeah, we I think, do that a I lot. I think I would encourage people to be comfortable with the uncertainty and that flexibility as hard as that is. I think it's important to be open to being flexible and having these conversations with our partners. Because yeah. if you have the idea, okay, well, I need to wait, boom. And then when that doesn't happen, it's like, well, I just failed. Is it fair I, enough to tell from the beginning, I do want to get married at some point and I do want to have kids? I, I think I if think you have so. that as, a, um, as something that you want for yourself, then absolutely. I think you can be 
be single and be aware of like what you want for yourself. And I would encourage you to do that prior to getting in a relationship. What? Do what? Knowing like, okay, do I want kids? Do I not want kids? Do I want to be married? Do I just want to live with somebody for the rest of my life? Um, and as, and once you know that for yourself, being able to talk about that with your partner, saying like, look, this is what I want. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, because the thing yeah. is, is you're really going to be wasting your time. Like me, now that I'm in the dating world and I'm going to, you know, be going out there and meeting people uh-huh. I think it's important I mean I don't know if I want to let the person that like if I go on one date I'm not going to like lay the cards on the table because I don't even know this dude right he's not going to know me but if there's like potential and there's like future interest and we're like oh my god I'm feeling it he's feeling me I'm feeling him yeah, yeah. I think it's it's important for me to state that versus wasting my time with somebody like if this guy's mm-hmm. like oh yeah I, I have two kids I don't ever want to have kids but I do right then it's like a waste of my time if I'm with the dude that doesn't even want it you know ex- have another kid or you know hopefully i attract a man that has no kids because mm. that's really what i want but um you know it, it would be a waste of time and i don't think we're anybody's in the game of wasting their time anymore no 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 doctor i have a question before i forget mm. what do you think people cheat why do i think people cheat i think people cheat for a multiple amount of reasons one of them they're not happy in the relationship anymore there's hesitation to be vulnerable to say that they're not happy in the relationship um they're still looking for something else um out there and i think cheating from from what i've seen uh and the, the clients that i've worked with happens when there's a breakdown of communication when mm. the couple isn't able to still communicate and it's like okay well I need to have this need met elsewhere, and I'm not able to get that in the relationship anymore. You mean anymore. sexually? Sexually, it could be or every- I mean the the bigger part I think is the emotional intimacy because I mean even with sex, like the physical intimacy isn't as meaningful unless there's an emotional intimacy as well. That's true. I mean, unless it's like a booty call, but you know, like for example, you you really can't have sex with somebody that you're not emotionally into. You've said it many times. Mm. You know, yeah, because they're connected. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is something that a lot of people look for outside of the relationship in, you know, if they're cheating that way, that they don't have that intimacy, whether it's physical or emotional. Dr. Milo, does stress cause mental illness? Yeah. Because they say, uh, you know, you hear it all the time. Stress kills, stress kills, mm -hmm. which I agree. Okay. But does that can stress cause mental illness? I think stress is something that definitely um, has a negative impact on your mental health. So again, like I was saying, everybody has mental health just like everybody has physical health. And let's say, you know, if today I happen to have a fever, I'm not necessarily like sick and have a super big diagnosis out there or anything like that. But I'm not feeling well. So my Mm -hmm. physical health has declined that way. Similarly, if I'm feeling stressed, my mental health has taken a hit, is impacted. And that could then lead to anxiety as a disorder or depression or any other disorders. Are you born with anxiety or you develop it? I think everybody throughout life has various levels of anxiety. And then it's a matter of being able to manage that. It's not trying to say I can never absolutely have anxiety at any time in my life. But rather, how do I manage anxiety? Because, I mean, and tell me if I'm lying, but life is stressful as hell sometimes. Yeah, for sure. So it's not a matter about saying, okay, nah, I can never have anxiety. I can never be stressed. But rather, how do I cope with that? How do I go salsa dancing? How do I go to the gym? How do I write poetry to be able to cope with that? Yeah. 
Do, well, so one last thing before yes. before we wrap it up, because Dan, this is a lot of good information. Yeah, he's like, I, am I a psychologist or a fucking uh, relationship expert? <laughs> Sex. <laughs> we like totally drilled you, Doctor. That's all right. I love it. I yeah, love it. I'm no, here but for it. would you? What would you say to anybody listening to this? Because uh-huh. I just feel like a lot of people suffer from depression. I get a lot of girls that write to me, yeah. and uh, more women okay. than men. Mm. And if there are men, they don't talk about it because it's like a stigma. And that's that's the I think the uh, tricky part is that because. Women Women, from your experience, you're saying that they're more inclined to talk about it. There's this misconception that somehow, well, men don't deal with it or men don't go through that. Yeah. Mm. But again, going back to what I was talking about earlier with masculinity, there's this misconception. I can't talk about my emotions because somehow that's going to make me less of a man. Yeah. So what that I would is so say, off, huh? so what, so off. And so I would say to anybody listening, anybody going through something right now, that you have people out there who love you. You have people out there who want to be able to support you and encourage you, and that you're not alone. And being able to reach out for support, whether that's professional support, reaching out to friends and family and other loved ones, that everybody is here for you to support you that way. Yeah, that's important because I think as human beings, sometimes we feel like we're going alone through this bullshit. Yeah. And you're like, you know, there's women that have gone divorced that have overcome. There's people that have gone through breakups that have overcome. But when I wonder why the human psyche is like that, where sometimes Mm. we're in a situation where we know we're not alone. Right. right, right. So many people, you know, have overcome. Right. But we get into the state of mind sometimes where we're like, fuck, I feel alone. Yeah. Where does that come from? Man, that's a tricky one. I think a lot of times we feel this need to protect ourselves. And then so somehow we build up these walls and we build up these barriers where we think somehow we're going to be more safe by keeping ourselves closed in. Mm -hmm. But in reality, that's actually doing ourselves more of a disservice. And you're opening yourself up to more concerns and and uh issues moving forward yeah and i think it's important to recognize like yeah life is scary life is stressful and i'm still going to say you know what that fear has no power here i'm going to be able to move through that fear to look it dead in the eye and say i'm stronger than you are i'm reaching out for the support that i deserve because i love myself Damn, Dr. Milo, can we give it up for him one time? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for dropping knowledge and hope, man. The oh, la- man. I think a lot of people needed to hear a show like this because man, yes. hay veces que las cosas en la vida te, te desesperas. Like, life throws you things que te desesperan. But you know what? Do you actually mm. do, like, private consultations if people wanted to reach out to you? I can do private consultations, but in terms of, like, clinical therapy, um, I'm really just doing that at UC Irvine oh, at the counseling okay. center. But consultations is isn't necessarily therapy um, and I actually do that for individuals or businesses other organizations you seem like a really so. good listener that's why man I got these big old ears and a bigger heart so I'm <laughs> hey, good hey has anybody before you get out of here has anybody ever told you you look like Ryan Leslie the producer oh man oh my yes. god you look like him man I haven't heard that one in a while I usually get Drake, Drake and uh, President Obama Drake I was gonna Obama. tell you Drake, Drake? Yeah. yes Pro- Obama yeah. no no Obama know. Drake no Obama oh okay no but listen I, mean, I gotta no. say I gotta tell you I gotta tell <laughs> Uh, you Ruby and and you Dr. Milo that I actually know your partner and I yes. think she's very um, like I've known her for years like more oh, than 15 man. years mm. and um you know to finally see my friend with an amazing man like you like a uh, quality man that mm. actually is a man you know Thank what I mean you. like Thank you're you. You're such a great communicator. Like it makes me so happy to to know that my friend has a man like you in her world. I second oh, that. You guys I are totally both second that. You guys are both very Jumping blessed in. and I'll make sure I tell her like girl you yeah, got yourself a good one. She's honestly one of the so most inspiring people that I've ever met. 
Again Ruby's with like, this proposal question. Ruby's like, Ruby's gonna drill you. He can't say cabrona because then she'll hear. What if he's like, what if he's gonna propose like during Christmas time? If he were to say it, she would know. Sure. Yeah. What What I can say is that when the time is right and that um, that feeling is in my heart, that it'll definitely happen. But just like I was inviting you to consider moving away from hard deadlines, I'm not necessarily gonna tell you like x amount of weeks or x amount of months you know you do what feels right at the yeah, moment dude. i love it so how can people follow you on social media oh man i am uh ph dodson p-h-d-o-d-s-o-n and so uh, that's hard, also the name Milo. why so what what why so hard p dodson his last name oh ph dodson ph dodson on social media it's like it's a play off the phd that i have and my last name is dodson Ah. i mean shit if i had a phd (laughs) i would be flossing that too call me dr roxy bitches (laughs) all right guys we love you it's been an amazing show milo thank you so much for your time for just dropping knowledge and we want to have you back on because i would love that this uh mental health um this subject is really just like it's, make it needs happen. to be discussed more, dude. Yeah, we have to discuss that, man. And I think being able to talk about that emotional vulnerability and to really, really open ourselves up to that, to be able to be expressive, to have that faith, hope, love, as well as that resistance um, against everything that goes on in life is crucial. Yes, dude. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. And make sure you tell a friend about our show, okay? Bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.